Welcome to the Red Ears Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever Rad Years podcast. Uh, We hope you've been enjoying our Instagram account. We've been trying to post things that we know uh, bring back those uh, feels and nostalgia section of our brains. And yeah, we were kind of bait and switching you guys to listen to our podcast. But the good thing is, we hope this podcast is something that... uh, you guys are going to want to listen to because we're going to be talking about those same types of of items that we've been we've been posting on the instagram and and today we're starting with uh batman toys and specifically the batman 89 toys um i am rk your host and i'm joined by squeezer hello i'm squeezer we are uh two uh two boys who were raised in the um Throughout the late 80s and 90s, um, so anybody our age knows how important uh, Batman was. Before the 89 Batman, it was uh, the Adam West, Bill Dozier 1966 show, and I don't want to discredit that. That was a very important Batman to me as a kid and probably all of us as a kid, but um, we probably wouldn't have gave gave a damn about that one if it wasn't for the 89 Batman. I don't know about you. No, if it, I had various copies of it on beta of the Batman, the movie. The 66 the movie, 66, the Bill Dozier movie. The Bill Dozier movie. Um, and also my formative years when you saw that Batgirl cycle in the open. Oh. It was... Why was that so exciting? I don't know. Because at at, I wasn't even like... What, was it our libido peeking it, through or just that it was something different? might have been something different because at the time girls were icky right but th- those episodes also so. had something uh, uh, plus they they altered the open like you said the batgirl cycles in the open the animated open that was so awesome and uh, they always had special villains uh, it was always like egghead and um, king tut and some of the king weirder tut. villains you didn't see as much mm-hmm. when batgirl was on um, but anyway, that's the 66. We're here to talk about the 89 Batman movie and the two toy lines from the two different companies that went along with specifically. There was other toy lines, of course, that made, um, you know, the Ertl made the die cast and went on to do that for a few of the movies. Uh, certain, certain companies made the RC cars. There was just so much merchandise for this movie. Um, but let's get into a little history about the Batman 89 movie. Let's take a listen to the trailer and just just listen to how different it is from modern trailers. Vicky Vale. Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? <laughs> Lieutenant, is there a six-foot bat in Gotham City? Nice outfit. What are you? I'm Batman. Where did he get those wonderful toys? 
then that was what was the teaser? I guess the whole history behind that teaser is uh, the fury was so high with the casting of uh, Michael Keaton that the studio was like, we need to get something that people were there was no Internet. So people were ferocious for something. So they cut this down and they put it uh, in theaters. And I remember reading about like the tape, the VHS copy of this was would sell for like hundreds of dollars at Comic Cons at the time. And the initial rage uh, over Michael Keaton, the hate, the hate. Like, if you took that hate then and gave it this era's social media capabilities. Right, because there's still hate for every they, cast. The movie <laughs> it never would have been made. No. They would have folded under pressure. <laughs> My, it would have been recast. Mm-hmm. They, Michael Keaton never would have made Jack Frost. To, to this day, every person cast as Batman and or the Joker uh, is highly scrutinized. And I would say Sorry. up until... Christian Bale was. Uh, uh, Heath Ledger, horribly criticized. Yeah. Um, and even, even Ben Affleck. But iron- ironically, until the Christian Bale came about and it was dark and i mean george clooney and val kimmer helped no and no they helped michael keaton in the long run because mm-hmm. throughout the 90s and 2000s michael keaton was looked at as well he's he was the best batman mm-hmm. well we're gonna talk about those val kimmer and george clooney movies and even the next batman returns movie toys and future podcasts mm-hmm. but let's talk history of the 89 movie Uh, In the early 80s, a guy by the name of John Peters was trying to get this project he was attached to made. This was a feature-length Batman movie that he kind of stole and and, and took for himself. He uh, ran a studio with his buddy named uh, Peter Gruber. Uh, Peter Gruber's still a big name in Hollywood. He uh, is part of the owner of the uh, uh, Golden State Warriors and various other. I think he's in that Dodgers conglomerate. But these guys were big players in the 80s. And um, there's a great book called uh, Hit and Run. It's on Amazon. Uh, you could get it in Kindle. It's, it tells the story of these two guys and how they fleeced uh, Sony Pictures. They went on to to take over uh, when, when Sony bought Columbia. Uh, they they ran it for, them for the first time. And it's just a great book of, of, of Hollywood and, and like disbelief. But anyway, in 1986, Frank Miller wrote... Uh, the seminal comic book masterpiece, The Dark Knight Returns. And it re- that really took Batman away from the Silver Age and the campiness uh, into back into the darkness. And then uh, Alan Moore's The Killing Joke. And we're not going to talk about that animated uh, uh, movie version of it that came out this summer. But the comic book was, was so dark and, and, and unlike anything anyone's ever read Batman before. And... and, and um, Tim Burton, who they would hire this young director who did a Pee Wee movie and uh, Beetlejuice, and they would hire this this kid to do Batman, and it, he was highly influenced by um, The Dark Knight Returns and The Killing Joke. Um, and so Warner Brothers was all in on keeping the tone dark and keeping it as far away from the 66 Bill Dozier series as possible. But, um, I don't know, Squeezer, do you remember the summer surrounding um the release of the batman movie uh the the media dubbed it bat mania and i was six about to turn seven at the time and i just remember everything we had like the tops trading cards 
the the snapback hats like the cheap like everything like you go into target now and you can get everything with any logo on it but that wasn't so available back then but there was everything with the batman logo i think it was my first exposure to that kind of mass marketing so it's almost as i look back at it and it was almost like okay this is the norm this is what it should be like this is well it's turned into that it's turned into that but as a kid i'm like this is awesome. I, like, I think that might have been the first to break the mold and, and make... I mean, now that superhero movies are the gold standard of movies, we just saw the release of Doctor Strange, and in, and it, with all that comes with it, it's normal to us anymore. But 89 was the first time that happened. Of course, you had the Superman movies before that, and I wasn't around for most of their releases, but I don't, I can't imagine anything near the fever of the Batman Was movie. there that much money, that much cross-promotion, that much marketing there couldn't have been prior to no. this movie? And just and it worked. It, yeah, it worked. It worked. Let's, um, I cut a couple clips together from news stories in uh, 1989. Let's, let's take a listen to some of the Batmania. This time it is to the big screen. Warner Brothers is spending millions to bring millionaire Bruce Wayne and his alter ego to life. Is this a gamble for the studio? Will Batman pay off? Will there be bat hysteria? Sherry Claypool has this bat update. Batman's coming out this summer. What do you think it's going to be like? Oh, I can't wait. I love Michael Keaton. He's one of my favorite funny people. And I love Jack Nicholson, and I love the trailer. I love the whole thing. I'm ready to go. Oh, it's going to be live, man. It's going to be live. I'm, I'm going to come see it. The trailer was better than the movie we just saw. Apes and action figures already on sale. Maybe it doesn't really matter whether the Batman movie's any good. But folks lined up in L.A. to be among the first to compare the 60s TV series with the late 80s extravaganza. What do you guys think of Michael Keaton as Batman? Is he as good as Adam West? Better, way better. Adam West. <laughs> Adam West was not good. Fans of Philadelphia can line up for Batman dues. Guys who wouldn't be caught dead in Batman tights or jammies can sport the telltale bat on the back of their heads. A judge ruled a Chicago man went too far masquerading as the Cape Crusader. The judge said Ron Rooting may not parachute in public wearing his Batman suit. Judd said the jump would violate Warner Brothers' copyright on the Bat character. Rooting must be content to wear his Bat suit in seclusion. Wow. I mean, um, I remember the people getting the Bat shaved into their head. Uh, my dad would constantly joke about it, ask if we wanted the Bat shaved into the back of our head. And we were stupid, and we said yes. But, you know, I think if my mom wasn't around, we would have had that. <laughs> Two things stand out for me with that clip. One, the first was the man on the street interview has not changed in nearly that was 30, 30 years. years yeah. um, the other thing was it was 20 years, over 20 years since 66 Batman. And that just campy shadow overshadowing this release. Like, it, well... That was the comparison. There was well, nothing else. Here, I'm going to drop this on you. There was less time between 66 Batman and the 89 Batman than there was the 89 Batman and today. And we're still talking about and we're still the 89 Batman's influence. Um, so, back then, that was the standard, the 66 Batman. And despite what Joel Schumacher did. Yeah, which, right. 
Right. I, I mean, I, I still uh, respect the 66 Batman. And it's, yeah. it's just a, a new animated feature, mm-hmm. uh, Batman the Cape Crusader, was just released uh, to high praise um, with the voices of Adam West and Burt Ward. I haven't yet to check it out. Have you? I have not, no. It's on my list. You, your list is way too long, so my I wouldn't, list. Even, I wouldn't even try putting it on there. deeper and deeper. Now, uh, when the studio realized it's such a, such a huge hit on their hands, of course, the merchandise began to pour out. Like the man said, it doesn't even really matter if the movie's any good. There's so much merchandise. They, uh, there was even movie theaters that when you went in, you got a, a pamphlet of Warner Brothers tie-in merchandise, like uh, like a leather jacket with like a uh, uh, painting of both Batman and Joker on it. Um, just ridiculous Batman merchandise. I suggest you just Google this pamphlet, people at home, when you get a chance, and just look at how crazy uh, this stuff was. Um, but we're going to start off with... Um, a little company from Can- that originated in Canada that would later have ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's by Toy Biz. Here is the first commercial for Batman action figures by Toy Biz. Batman's battle against crime never ends. And now you can bring the action home. Batman, ha ha, you missed. Yeah, but I only missed once. You can't escape Joker. Just watch if you can. You won't be alone for long. And in the Batcave. No criminal can hide from Batman. Batman, gotta run to jail. Each item sold separately from Toy Biz. Now, um, we're not going to get deep into the history of Toy Biz, but um, Ike Perlmutter, who just recently got uh, shut down by Kevin Feige for being too cheap on making decisions with Marvel movies, he he was a uh, one of the owners of Toy Toy Biz. If we keep doing these uh, Marvel action figures alone, we are going to be talking a bit about Toy Biz. But right now. We're just talking about when they landed their first big uh, tie-in. Um, now, Kenner, we're not going to talk about the Kenner superpowers figures they had uh, in the early 80s. That just They just released lines and lines and lines and lines of every single DC character. Plastic Man had a figure. Uh, we're, so, Toy Biz, <laughs> when they made these figures, um, a lot of them, they started with the first line, which, which included uh, Batman... With his uh, his wonderful toys, his his grappling gun, and that belt that that zipped out and allowed you to attach to things, and then he'd he'd grappling up to it. It had the attachable fabric black cape, all black Batman, and then there was the Joker, which looked like a Kenner repaint, <laughs> didn't look like Jack at all. Uh, had the squirting flower lapel like from the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and that little that little backpack that held the most minute small worthless amount of water that could possibly There's be held only one bladder i think <laughs> is smaller than that and it's probably mine <laughs> um yeah you could not get you're constantly running back to the the sink to refill to because joker joker had to be squirting that flower it was his only gimmick there was no other did he kick no. No? Only Bob the Goon kicked. Bob the Goon kicked. Yes. Yeah, Bob, the third figure in that line was, Squeezer's holding one in the card right now, Bob the Goon. 
Um, what can you tell me about Bob the Goon? Bob the Goon. He uh, well, we'll just read right off of the packaging. Fully posable action figure with own unique action feature. Now, fully posable. Uh, if he were to be standing at attention, he is fully posable. Uh, he is his power kick is uh, his unique action. Uh, his, there is a trigger on the back that would release his leg, and he would kick his right leg straight out to kick Batman. Um, did also, you, as a kid, have a Bob the Goon? I did not have a Bob Neither the Goon. Neither did I. My, my, I was bought uh, Batman and Joker, that line. Yes. And I think my parents thought Bob the Goon was just a little ridiculous. Sure. And Superfluous, also, to say the least. it might have been... At that age, no, I was gonna say the knife and gun that came with them, but no, I, I mean, had GI Joe. I had come on. so many GI. I had more uh, weapons. Every GI Joe came with a yes. came with a, that guy who got caught in the Lincoln Tunnel with that uh, GI Joe <laughs> painted uh, pickup truck. Yeah, it, the arsenal well, he had in right. his back. Every GI Joe character <laughs> came with an arsenal bigger it than it that. Came with that, and I would, <clears throat> my mom would just buy me. The standalone gun packets. Right, they'd sell they'd packs sell, of weapons for He-Man and G.I. Yes. Joe and a, a lot of um, different toy lines. Yeah, I, I think it was just uh, that, and he's not an attractive-looking figure. No, he's he not. looks like, if you were to put his hat on him, he's more like an Amish hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> he looks um, like the kind of guy your parents tell you to stay away from yes. in real life. Like the Joker, you know, you're, never, you're rarely going to see a guy dressed like the Joker walking and, around. You're not going to see a guy just like Batman. If you are, you might go up and get your picture with him. You see a guy who looks like Bob the Goon, and you do. Yeah. Your parents warn you to stay away from him, and your best bet is to. That long hair, that skullet, if you will. And also, your parents know whether they've seen the movie or not, which I doubt my parents went to go see the Batman movie with. I went, I believe, my, with my, some uh, friends. <coughs> made my grandparents take us yeah. and my cousins. But they, they know who Batman and the Joker are. Right. So they see that. They're like, oh, my kid likes Batman. He needs the Joker. Right. Who's Bob like, the Goon? You're like, Mom, can we get Bob the Goon too? No. What is yeah. that? That's not that's not a thing. You're not remember, getting Bob the Goon. I remember buying my, my Batman. I bought it at Lane Co. Dodging ceiling tiles because they were falling from the ceiling at the same time. And I remember ripping him out of the pack. I just that feeling of opening that package and losing the batarang on the car floor, and then spending <laughs> the rest of the day trying to search for the batarang. <laughs> um, but and it, that action, that belt was—I mean, that was something new to me. Like to have a figure that did that—that that was the yeah, you coolest just sit there and thing. Pull it out all day snap long. Back. Pull it out when it's not back mm-hmm. until it broke. Until it broke. Which wasn't long. Um, now, um, Toy Biz also released uh, some accessories, vehicles, if you will, to go along with this. Uh, they had a Batmobile that fired two yellow missiles out of the front and had that weird plastic cake pan that would act like its shield, <laughs> uh, the bat shield that you put over it. And I, as a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, we never really liked how... Um, Batman just kind of had a convertible with the Toy Biz Batmobile mm-hmm. that the coupe didn't close. Um, we'll talk about Kenner later fixing that, but the Toy Biz one was one we had because it came mm-hmm. out first. Um, they also released a, a Batwing, which I, I don't think I had because, again, my and, and the Batcycle, my parents were like, you, 
you don't need that. I believe we're not going to get into this yet, but we've ha- I had the, I think, the Kenner Kenner released a Bat Cycle, but I believe it came with the Batman Returns. No, they uh, they did have a cycle with the Dark Knight line. Yes, but they all, uh, a lot. But we'll we'll talk about it in a few minutes. But a lot of the the Dark Knight collection that Kenner took uh, would just get repackaged for Batman Returns. Yes, which I I believe it was the repackaged edition. I just rem- I remember the Bat Cycle in detail, and I just remember the quality plastic of it, which pretty much eliminates it being toy the Toy Biz. Biz variant. I did have did yes, I had the Batmobile. I will give them credit. Those missiles, they fired. They fired. Yeah, it was just like every toy bag. There's the only thing. The weapon of mass destruction of the 1980s was the Ninja Turtle pizza shooter. <laughs> that was the most brilliant piece of arsenal you can ever imagine. But yeah, those missiles. I didn't have fired. that. My parents really didn't believe in uh, getting us vehicles. We had to use our imagination. Um, but we did have the Batmobile. Yeah. We did not have the playset. That was the one thing my parents probably believed in the least we the one place that i o- only remember having was the ghostbusters uh, firehouse I, mm-hmm. after that I, my parents were like use your use your goddamn imagination yeah. like take it outside find it your own clubhouse take the shoe box <laughs> cut it into the bat cave mm-hmm. but i didn't have Which, that bat cave set my I, I, my friends did i was jealous of it but i did not have it i remember playing with it and i believe I, i'm guessing my mom was a big fan of the yard sale so I might have not had it initially, but I remember having because secondhand, it, secondhand because on the back side it had the jail cell, the cardboard backing. Mine didn't have that. Okay. Uh, and also all the railings, uh, the step, the winch, all that. It was Anything pretty much. Anything you had to add on after. Yeah, it was pretty much the gray plastic shell. And it didn't have I, the grappling hook that lowered you into the jail. That was gone. Oh, it was yeah. just a hole. So what? And what was the point of even having I it? I don't. She's like, "Oh, this is Batman's bat kit." I'm like, "You, you could have just got me some rocks, and I would have yeah. piled them up." And but it, it, that at the time, me, though, you probably loved it. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, but that listening to that commercial, watching the commercial prior to this, and watching the kids play in their city streetscape. That they have. I would have rather just sell a set of cardboard things that you can make a couple buildings. Or the, yeah, those I just kids always the, played on these like these enormous dire, sets, like just live-in dioramas. Yes. But and but that's what these toys did, which eventually led to me doing some set design work. I did that. Right. I built sets for for Batman, uh, the Bat Cave. It just it felt very limited. I could see you doing that. I would just. Oh. I, my uh, my fireplace, the the brick that laid on my fireplace was always my mm-hmm. staging zone, and that and then like the fireplace when it wasn't on, melting my figures was yes. always the the lair, and till I got yelled out to move. It, but it put me in a position. It, it blew my mind and almost made me lose faith in humanity. Uh, this would go uh, coincide with the Jurassic Park figures because I would basically turn my entire living room into Jurassic Park. Well, now you got to push the car over the cliff during a T-Rex attack. Trying to come up with the logistics of that. The T-Rex comes out. It gets pushed over the wall, but now it falls down a cliff. And now at 10 years old, here I am trying to figure out the logistics of it. When, when shooting the film, there were no logistics. They screwed that up big time. Oh, yeah. 
um but the, the what, what the conversation we're having right now really makes sense as to who you are and who i am i just whip it across the room <laughs> you try and fi- feel out the physics of the situation <laughs> for a car that weighed half a pound uh but moving on uh for the for the joker they released the joker van the joker cycle which i don't think anyone had unless you were rich um and rounding out the toy biz line for the batman movie were some rc batmobiles a batman role-playing dress-up kit um that my brother had and i was jealous of that had the wrist gauntlets that cheap plastic utility belt that snapped together uh and never really stayed up i always tried to put it on when my brother wasn't around uh and it had the it had his his gun that shot those red rubber darts at every gun shot back then mm-hmm. with the suction cups on the end of it uh they also sold a projector gun with which lets you project uh still shots from the movie onto any surface which was a, a thing back then yeah it was almost like a Like an advanced high tech Viewmaster. Yeah, right. They, um, instead of like sticking in your face, uh, it, it, I think it used the same type of cartridge. Yeah. Just little light. A little projector. Onto a wall. I've Not never, I've never seen it in person. Um, and I was looking for videos, stills, anything I can find of this in action. We had it. You had it. We had it. Well, I was. I'm curious the quality of it. Like, what? not good. We had the Ghostbusters one too. Okay. Um, you could get about four feet from the wall. Okay. And you get a little one foot square picture. All right. Now. And you just cycle through the. Okay. Whatever six. Um. We were in. Now, I'm all about imagination and playing with toys, and you can. Was it fun? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, but we had it. Uh, I much would have rather had. What later came with Kenner, and they wouldn't get it for me, but we'll move on to that. Now, was, was also, was the Sonic Gun toy bit? That was Kenner. That was we'll Kenner. We'll get to that. Okay. We're getting there. Now, before we get to Kenner, round out toy biz, we're going to get to what what eventually sold, because toy biz had these, these figures on the shelf long after they lost the, the line to produce new ones, but the DC superhero line... Um, the second wave, or the Batman movie line was considered the first wave. The second wave in 1990 um, included uh, Mr. Freeze, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Lex Luthor, who I, I have one now. He punches his powers, an upward punch, where he winds up punching himself in the face. Um, the Riddler, uh, Robin, and the Penguin. Um, Robin, the Penguin, most of these were just recasts of the kenner superpowers line um but it's what we had it's if you needed a robin figure at the time you had that one um the third wave and last wave before toy biz lost the line included two-face which was never done in the kenner line hawkman aquaman and the green lantern and the flash and the flash figure uh was supposed to tie into the tv show at the time it had the tv show logo on it um they stay they seem to stay on shelves forever and mark down almost to like we'll pay you to take these like the old kb seven for five dollar line and you could easily find any of them in the package on ebay they were so mass produced i believe i had a robin and that i i want to say that's where we drew the line i i I had robin and penguin because i was always obsessed with penguin and yeah, that's it. They didn't get me any of the rest of them. I wanted them all, obviously. Of course. But, um, Which, 
before we move on to the Kenner, which Batman did you have? Because there are three sculpts of the head. Do you recall what you had? I have no idea. I I want to picture back just by process of elimination. I want to say I had the round. Uh, the round was the most the round head, yeah. most common, and I think, I think I, that's so. one I had. So yeah. it was the Michael Keaton, and I know if it was the square. If, I know if it was the square, I'd remember the right. square because when I looking back and I saw the square, it just looked awkward. It's not something I remember having. Well, um, I, I read something online and. I heard this on other other podcasts that <clears throat> at the time when it came out, uh, the images of it in the, in the magazine <clears throat> showed a repaint of the Kenner Superline Batman, Superpower Line Batman, and everyone thought that was the the toy that was going to come out, and it never did. But there was like some Brazilian releases or something, some South American releases, and those are highly coveted items on eBay. But I, as a kid, I didn't give a damn about that. I just wanted a you know a toy. Um, but, uh, then came 1990 and the king of kids action figures at the time, uh, they took back over and, uh, let's listen to a Kenner Dark Knight collection ad from 1990. The call goes out. The Joker's broken. It's the Gotham City Bank. Bruce Wayne goes into action as Batman with his bat cycle like you've never seen him before. Wow. You're finished, Joker. Each sold separately from Batman, the Dark Knight Collection. Okay, the Batman Dark Knight Collection. Um, now, if you were aware of the wild variants Kenner Toys sold in the Beetlejuice, uh, real Ghostbusters, especially the real Ghostbusters line, uh, you would be not surprised of how Kenner handled this toy line. Um, there was... <clears throat> and now looking back, I'm like, oh, God, this is why would anyone do this? But as a kid, like you wanted all those Batmans. Yeah. But and I came close. I had a decent collection. Again, I remember having the actual the Batmans. And this goes back to my mom loving yard sales. Right. <laughs> I had a couple of them fresh out of the box. But there were a number of them. I just remember like having a couple the gold one, which was the, um, I think he was aerosol. Aerosol <clears throat> that he and it came with the golden with the wing, like the the thing he stood on, the like thing the he green stood goblin, on, like the green goblin, um, like uh, Masters of the Universe. Right, you know. right. Well, I, when Kenner made their Star Wars line, um, I, you remember they had a every character background character. Every possible character that made it to any of those movies was was made into an action figure and and sold. When they did the DC Power Line <clears throat> um, in the eighties, that like I said earlier, they just mined every comic book character <clears throat> they could possibly get. And um, sorry, I'm I'm very uh, phlegmy this morning. And um, when the nineteen nineties came and the eighty nine Batman movie was a massive hit. They were only allowed to focus on one thing, and that was what was in that movie. And it was hard. There was, I mean, they didn't make any Bob the Goon figures, but there was only the joke. It was basically the Joker and Batman. Those were your two options for a figure. Um, and uh, they made two joke, two other Jokers, which were way better than the the Jokers from. Uh, the toy biz line they didn't look necessarily like 
jack, but the card did. The, the card, card had did. a jack face. The, car, the card work was excellent. Ken, Kenner's known for that. Yeah. The card work's beautiful. Um, there was the Sky Escape Joker, which had the face that if you dipped in water, would look like his uh, makeup came off. Or his, ma- uh, you know, it, he went from the tan face to the white face. Yeah. The tan face was his makeup. Mm-hmm. It was very confusing as a kid because I didn't, I didn't know what, what the hell they were doing. Um, but I wanted that Joker. But my parents, I wanted all those those Dark Knight mm-hmm. figures. But to my parents, they were just, you have a Joker already. Yeah, you have a Batman. You have a Joker. This is from the same movie. <clears throat> You're not getting it. And then there was the, uh, right before uh, Batman Returns came out, they put out another line. That had a few more Batmans and had um, had those uh, boxed Batman figures that came with the accoutrement that required mm-hmm. batteries. Some were Toys R Us exclusives. They were they were, they were very deluxe, and I, I never got any of those. But uh, it, I had the shield, yeah, the, the shield that shot the it was uh, two missiles with a string such between a the two. Spoiled child. I was a spoiled spoiled. Well, the the benefit of being the oldest of your generation i had a two-year-old sister by then and no cousins born yet so i had aunts uncles grandparents i was it i, I like was 57 cousins oh, no. so i i was I it shit. I, I had the ninja turtle blimp so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at All that right. um they they uh the coolest thing about the skyscape joker and i thought and i wanted it so bad he came with that really long barrel uh handgun that the Joker used mm-hmm. in one shot to shoot down Batman's fucking plane yes. from the sky. And I was like, I need that Joker. And I told, I, I made my case to my mom and um, like all parents do so well. She was like, no, you don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she shot, you made a case. She'll shoot you down with one word. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, cause you looked at Batman and he came with his belt and the Batarang cape, all that. The Joker's, like you watch the movie, and it, you couldn't associate that Joker with the movie. Finally, with that gun, you're like, "Oh, this is what the Joker uses." Yeah, and especially, you got to give them credit. It, oh, it was, was such a good gag. Yeah, when he pulled that long gun out of his pants mm-hmm. as a kid, I loved that. I was I was obsessed with that gag. And I'm pretty sure the scene in which Bob, your gun, please. That pretty much set the tone for my entire life. <laughs> that, that I right there I understood how comedy could go. You're just waiting for me to ask I'm for just, your gun. I'm waiting for the day to come, which I probably wouldn't know how to fire it. I'd have to have you shoot it for me. Um, I would do it for you. <laughs> you would. Um, the so there was there was a ton of Batman's. There was one called the the Skyhook Batman that uh, looked like. The gray and blue Batman from um, the later '80s comic books that was really cool at the time. I didn't, I don't know what the hell it was, but now it, it's a coveted Batman figure. There was um, the Shadow Wing Batman, whose arms uh, went like up uh, perpendicular, and to raise his cape, like he does so in the movie, they were attached to his. his the cape was attached to his arms, and he did that. I never, I never had any of these. These were all. <coughs> um, outside of what my parents would buy for me and then there was uh the the cosplay stuff the toy biz like i said put out that utility bell with gauntlets and it was pretty poorly made kenner knew what they were doing when it came to children cosplay sets 
They killed it with the real Ghostbuster stuff. We all had that. They killed it. I had the, the police academy stuff. We'll talk about all this in later podcasts. But Kenner always had a toy line, and they always had not always, but a lot. Of, or even RoboCop, they had cosplay mm-hmm. stuff. They knew that the kids didn't only want to play with figures; they wanted to be the characters themselves. They didn't need to limit themselves to what was in the movie. Right. Toy Biz did a fantastic job of. If you were an adult collector now, releasing detailed, detailed you know figures for a film now, not maybe of the best quality. Although I will give them credit, the Batman itself, the body, yeah. had some quality detail to it. Yeah, that was great. Face aside, we're talking the Toy Biz Batman. The Toy Biz Batman, right. yes. Uh, but but to then just, the, the Kenners took the it Kenners to another like, level. Well. And then the toy biz, they didn't really... You're selling to kids. Yeah. Kenner did. We didn't care. Yeah. Batman had cool stuff. Batman had cool gadgets. Now, this Hell, cosplay I, stuff. Yes. The Sonic Neutralizer, which you're the talking Sonic about. I had that. You that, had that. that. It was this gun that looked like a machine gun, and it had a, a, a satellite dish at the end with the Batman logo on it. I wanted to snap that satellite dish off <laughs> and use that thing as a gun when I was a kid. I didn't. And it made two different noises, which... Sonic neutralize. It could stun <coughs> and immobilize. And immobilize. So I'm yeah, trying to fact, figure out you know the what? difference I, between... I've got a spot that, that says it. Let's take a listen. It's Batman. My latest crime stalker. The new rapid fire crossbow. Amazing, sir. Now my battering bluster. Right on target. Criminals can run, but they can't hide from Batman. The Dark Knight Collection, each sold separately. Um, yeah, so <laughs> they had what a is, full kit that came with the, the body. It, it, it made you look like Batman. It came with the chest plate with the logo on it, mm-hmm. uh, a gauntlet that shot like little uh, discs out, the mask, the cowl, and the cape. I mean, you could be fucking Batman with this kit. And then, in my opinion... The creme de la zestance, or however the hell you say that, was that belt that came with all those gadgets that I wanted so bad as a kid. And my parents just were like, you have enough Batman shit. It had the walkie-talkie, the binoculars, the freeze ray, and I, what else was on that? that uh, I have it here. Uh, the bat microphone. And <laughs> all these things clipped together. To make this cool fucking Batman weapon. It looked like, you know, an assault, a Batman assault gun. And it, it, the belt itself had a glowing Batman buckle that glowed the bat signal. It was just so cool. And I wanted it so bad, and I never did. Uh, I think only rich kids had it. Now, I didn't have the costume. Yeah, you were spoiled. I didn't have it. I didn't have the costume for myself, per se. Right. But I had the costume to dress up. My Bruce Wayne action figure. Right, right. I didn't. <laughs> Again, another one I wanted, and my parents were like, you don't need. You don't it need. It was the most awkward. By the time he was done, you, so you you mean the Bruce Wayne figure that looked like it, Michael? It Keaton. was Michael Keaton. Right. It was Michael Keaton had an action figure of himself, and and then the the stuff the the costume clipped onto him. The right? costume, everything, yeah, clipped on the boots. And gloves would go on. Uh, I the wanted one glove had a battering like already attached to it, but it was so cumbersome. So you kind of like, oh, you're gonna become Batman now. So you would 
dress him up as Batman, and then as soon as you had them together, you'd quick whip him aside out of a line of sight and then bring in uh, uh, that's legit Batman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't actually play with him. Now as it seems Batman. like the real Batman could get in his costume quicker than you could clip on the toy Batman's costume. Whatever bank heist he, Batman was going to break up, right? It was. They were long gone. That cash was spent, and they were in the islands. They were all way to, already to, halfway to Metropolis they by were. the time that Batman had his <laughs> his gear clipped on. Now, Kenner would do this a lot. They'd repackage a lot of these Dark Knight figures for the the, the Batman Returns line, which we'll talk about in a different podcast. They and the, when even the animated series, they had a clip on Batman and Robin costume sets. Um, again, with this Dark Knight collection, no Robin figure. Such a disappointment to a little brother. Who always had to be Robin. And going back to the cosplay sets, my mom made us costumes. <clears throat> my brother was Batman. I was Ryan. I mean Robin. It's surprising that Kenner didn't just release a Robin. Despite, you know, they, they broke from th- the movie with all, you know, the I think the they, they were, from what I've read, they were under, um, they were under the, the strict... Finger of the studio, they would release in um, the second. The, well, we're not going to get into it now, but the, the Batman Returns line had a Robin mm-hmm. because Robin was in the script. Um, but but there was no Robin in this, and he wanted it so bad. But they did release that second Holy Grail uh, Joker figure that had the, the Punch Out Joker that had the different color like orange and blue suit that was so cool and you rarely saw it in stores and when you did you were like i want this but you never got it you might have had it because you were spoiled no i i was all right i'll give you that (laughs) for the time and then well then the sister came oh yeah i I had one of those too yeah i believe it's the same time our uh, sisters are the same age. Yeah, just about. So we had the sisters yeah. come out. But I had the older brother, too. So I was yeah. never. And then the, uh, the see, billion that, cousins. That's where I was. I was I, more I was, excited to get a Kenner action toy guide where I could look at them oh, than I was. I Just the other day, I received the Toys R Us Christmas catalog. Current one. The current one. And oh, it just took me back. I It was for the first time in a long time. I sat down and I just paged through it and. Not a whole lot that catches my interest anymore, but I just remember that the, the the catalog shopping, just thinking of what you could get. Mm-hmm. Those um, action toy guides, though, they they came mm-hmm. in like with the higher end Kenner items. They're a little, I don't know, six inch by four inch pamphlets that were stapled together and. You could just flip through and see the lines, and um, yeah, the the it the was brilliant, brilliant on their part. Yeah, because it it just, just it gave pl- planting that seed. Yeah. That um. Now at the time when when uh, if we're talking action toy guides, the other kind of lines that were out at the time were uh, the Beetlejuice, the real Ghostbusters, Shadow Strikers, RoboCop, and the Ultra Police. Police Academy, Rat Fink, and the Rad Rods, starting lineups, Megaforce, uh, then uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Swamp Thing. 
and you know the Kenner variants run wild and which we're going to get to in our next wave of podcasts the Batman returns they'd really go off the rail with the Batman variants uh although my favorite of all the figurines from the Batman any collection were the penguins not the penguin the oh, penguins. the penguin commandos the penguin commandos with the rocket packs were yeah. by far I don't know why that that was a really cool and obsessive thing to have uh, for as a kid, but and I wanted more. Like I got those. I had the two of them. Well, the, but, the but penguin had an army. But there's an yeah, army of them, right. so I have to build an yeah. army of penguins. Right. So uh, if if we're wrapping up now, so if you had um, uh, the penguin commandos, if you had any of the Batman, if you have any good memories from the Batman Returns. Uh, Toy line, uh, shoot us an email. We'll put it. Uh, we'll put it in the link in our bio. I believe it's uh, theradiers at gmail.com, but not, I don't remember what we made. We're just we're just starting. We'll put it in our bio. Shoot us an email. Contact us however way you can, and let us know what your stories are. We'll talk about some in uh, the next wave. When, um, but it won't be the next podcast because. Squeezer, what are we talking about in our next podcast? Our next podcast, and you could almost tie it in with we played the commercials for these action figures. What bookended toy commercials? <laughs> Saturday, Saturday morning, morning cartoons. cartoons. Yeah. So on our next pod, the Rad Years podcast, we're going to be talking about those cartoons that we grew up watching. The thing, they don't even exist anymore. You could still buy action figures. Saturday morning cartoons are not a thing anymore. And that's sad, but we're going to relive them. Um, but, Squeeze, do you have anything to add to this week's podcast? I would just say uh, check out the Instagram at the, Instagram, the, ra- the Rad Years. The Rad Years with underscores. Oh, yeah. You'll see. You'll know it's me. Uh, Purple Source Rax Kool-Aid is my avatar, is our avatar for the Rad Years. And... If, there, if you like 80s and 90s nonsense, you got to give us a follow. Wax fantastic. And if you if you have something you want us to talk about, a topic that we got to cover, you let us know, and you know we'll probably do it because we got a lot of time on our hands. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been uh, the Rad Years podcast for this week. I am RK. I'm Squeezer, and uh, we'll see you next week on the Rad Years podcast.